This is the Transmission Times. It's interesting because the pandemic has receded in New York State. However, you don't feel relieved at all because your family members across the country are spiking and going up the way we were here in New York. And it makes it harder to see an end to it because you think of it rising in other parts of the country and then perhaps coming back here to New York again where the density is always a problem. I don't know how this whole thing is going to end, and I don't think I can even fathom right now, so I just try to take it one day at a time. I don't see it ending. I just see it transitioning into the next thing, and there will always be another thing. There will be another thing to be afraid of, and government will always be there to fix it. When I think at the beginning, I thought somehow that it wouldn't be this long. And when I think about it, it's really not that long when you think about a global pandemic. So we have no point of reference to think about this. I'm starting my husband tonight and remembering like what I thought about a pandemic or what a pandemic would be like before. Back in the 90s, when I was a teenager, I read a whole bunch of books about the Ebola virus and I was really fascinated by it. It was, seemed so like horrible and interesting at the same time. And I was pretty convinced it was going to go airborne at some point. And that was my vision of a pandemic. Ebola going airborne and just spreading everywhere, killing 50% of the people. And just like the carnage that was clearly going to happen. And, you know... Our corona pandemic just looks so different to that. And what was really missing from my picture of a pandemic was, you know, the mental anguish, the lockdown, the isolation, the stress and strain. I just had no concept. And, you know, when I thought of a pandemic, I thought, death on a massive scale and it's not what we have we have trauma on a massive scale i feel a great sense of anxiety just about my well my own financial situation i'm a part-time musician a good part of my yearly income comes from playing with this opera company in Florida every winter in February and March. I don't know if that's happening. And for a lot of my friends who are musicians, it's the same story. So there's just a lot of anxiety around the music world, the performing arts world, whether or not there will be art this fall, this winter. As far as a financial concern, but also just the the joy and what art does for us, what art brings us. It's sad that we may not have that. Is it safer to fear the worst? Or is it safer to trust that everything's going to be okay? 
I worry about a lot of things. I worry about the vaccine, and I've mentioned that before, this fast-track thing that they can't get right. But I also worry about the apps that they are planning, you know, to track us. And there's a part of me that just wants to trust that everything's going to be okay. It's all in God's hands. And it'll all work out in the end. But I just can't go there right now. I just can't. And I I don't know what I can possibly do about it. I mean, I'm just like this almost 60-year-old woman living in my house in Arizona. What am I going to do? I feel hopeful because I think this pandemic has allowed people to rethink a lot of things, to reassess what they really want in their lives. I remember after 9-11, I reassessed what I was doing. I was living in New York City at the time, and it was was like, what am I doing? What do I want to do? And I feel like that's happening on a grander scale now across the world. Do we want to be with the people we're with? Do we want to live in the place we're living? Are we happy? Are we joyful? What can we do to create a sense of joy? What can we do to be more in tune with ourselves? I feel like there's a lot of self-reflection going on and that is a good thing. If people figure out themselves, that's a good thing not only for themselves, but for the world. Something that's been better since the pandemic, I suppose, is that I'm more in tune with intentional living. I'm taking time to journal every morning, exercise most every day, and think about what I want my life to be like. So being able to not commute to work, and have more autonomy in my day, I think, has made life feel more like mine. I posted on Facebook recently. I asked, what is the hill you will die on? You know, where do you draw the line in the sand? Where do you say you can't go beyond this? And almost nobody responded. I don't think anybody knows. Maybe nobody follows me anymore. (laughs) Maybe they've all blocked me. And I can't say I would blame them because I'm not being silent anymore about the things that I feel. But I guess that's where my hill I'll die on is, is I'm not getting a vaccine. And wherever that takes me is wherever that takes me. If I end up in jail, or if I end up not ever being able to leave my house again, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I was outside earlier, just having a breath of fresh air in the evening, eating a bit of apple, and a couple of young men who were walking down the street, they kind of startled me coming around the corner, and then one of them waved, and then they walked past, and 
I looked at their backs and they were in sneakers and athletic shorts and t-shirts. And as I was watching them, I thought, oh, they're carrying wallets like in their hands. But then I looked closer and of course it wasn't wallets. They were carrying masks. I now have a small collection of masks, one cheery white with colored pictures of sombreros and cactus made by my sister, one black and white with lines, squiggles, and dots I ordered from an African charity, a minimalist blue with flowers I ordered from Etsy back in the beginning. Now we are used to slipping them on before going into any store or to the transfer station or walking on city streets. We're used to spraying sanitizer on our hands in cars, store entrances, and washing hands thoroughly as soon as we get home. Our public lives are going to be like this for such a long time. The only way to deal with it is to get used to it. Try not to complain. Today, when I realized that we're going to go at the terrace, and it's one of my favorite places in town, all these memories came. And all the feelings associated with those memories and I realized that feeling of relaxation and being in a, in a nice place and treating yourself with something that you didn't prepare. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I think we've missed. And also today my boyfriend mentioned that he saw some pictures from last year when we were in Lisbon. And he also got that feeling of, oh my God, I'm actually missing that, like vacationing and being relaxed and not worrying about what we worry now, even if those worries, like we're used to them now. Just came back inside after running through the sprinkler with my husband and my kids. And it's been one of those moments where it actually feels like summer. Because this summer has really not felt like summer, considering that it started in mid-March. But today I kind of came in and I'm cooking dinner as I've done every single day for the last, not only the months of quarantine, but years and years. And yeah, I feel actually slightly refreshed. The other day I was out blueberry picking in the swamp and after a couple hours, I started feeling uncomfortable, and I realized I was short of breath, and it seemed sort of unusual to me that I would be short of breath in that situation. So in my head, as I was getting back home, I was thinking, well, I'll take my temperature, see if I have a fever, I'll, you know, monitor myself for other symptoms, and how would I have been exposed? And do I need to think about a test? And and when I got home, I had a glass of water and changed into shorts because I had had the revelation that I was overheated. I'd gone out in my long pants to protect against ticks, but it was a really warm day. And I just was too hot. I react differently to signs and signals from my body these days. It's not being paranoid, it's being hyper alert. 
I know there have always been discussions about, you know, whether you should go to work if you have a bad cold. And most people that I know feel like, well, a cold is a cold. We all get them. You know, you use good hygiene, no big deal, if you're feeling well enough. And it's okay to spread those germs around. But it's not okay to spread COVID germs around. And this heightened alertness to your own health is about other people as much as it is about yourself. And I don't think that's a bad thing. So one thing that I think is better now than before the pandemic started is I know my neighbors. And in Brooklyn, sometimes it's hard to get to know your neighbors. I'm about to head over to St. James Place, which has become a little bit famous for having a neighborhood dance party every weekend. It started as the 7 p.m. cheer, and this family started to play music on their stoop, and now it's become this weekend event that at 7 p.m. every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they play really, really great music. And neighborhood folks come out and dance in the street and everyone wears masks. And I'm making friends there and meeting people and meeting my neighbors. And it's really feeling like a community. So despite everything being closed up and closed off, I know more people. And because of that, it all feels a bit more open. I'd like to say a huge thank you to Rini, Joan, Sandy, Kim, Christina, Diane, and Karen, whose voices are coming to you from Maine, Arizona, New York, California, Illinois, and Romania. Since the beginning of lockdown, the Transmission Times Project has been collecting audio diaries from people around the world. But there are many stories we haven't heard. If you'd like to share your story, we'd love to hear from you. Right now, we'd love to hear answers to the following question. What good has come from this pandemic? You can submit your responses in one of two ways. You can record on your smartphone using an app like Voice Memos and email it to transmissiontimes at gmail.com. Or you can call our phone number, 847-354-4163, and leave a voicemail. If you like the show, I'd love for you to rate it and leave a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thank you. The Transmission Times is created by me, Katie Semro. Where we've all been.